You are listening to the Heartland Author Podcast. I am Aaron Apollo Camp. For this episode, I had the opportunity to interview Tanya Eberhardt and Michael Carr. Tanya and Michael are the authors of the Brandface series of books about personal branding. Tanya wrote the first book in the series, Brandface. Tanya and Michael co-wrote two more books in the series, Brandface for Real Estate Professionals and Brandface for Entrepreneurs. Tanya co-wrote Brandface for Home Improvement Professionals with Ron Greenbaum. I'm here with Tanya Eberhardt and Michael Carr, who are the authors of the Brandface uh, books about uh, personal and business branding. Tanya and Michael, welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Tanya, I'll start with you. Feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Absolutely. So my name is Tanya Eberhardt. I am the founder of Brandface, and um, I started my career journey in the media world, um, it, uh, radio specifically. And when I got into the radio world, I was only about 21 or two years old. And uh, as you, if you can think back to that age, nobody listens to you. Nobody cares what you have to say. And when you knock on doors asking people for tens, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars to advertise their business, they look at you like you're crazy. So um, I realized then that if I wanted people to view me differently, I had to change the way I presented myself. So I became one of the first radio sales reps in the country to have my own website. I started presenting myself differently as a true like authority and professional in the industry and doors opened up everywhere. And so I thought, wow, if this can work for me, it can work for my clients. So I started bringing them into the studio uh, having them cut their own radio commercials. And then over the years, it turned into helping them with radio, television, newspaper, and most importantly, these days, internet um, with their personal brand altogether. And that brought us, um, long story short, to 2012, 13, when Brandface was born. And that's actually when I met Michael. Okay, Michael, feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm an auctioneer by trade, uh, born uh, just north of Atlanta, about uh, 45 minutes out of the city in the suburbs. Um, I, I had a chance to be an engineer. I wanted to be an auctioneer. My mom cried, uh, didn't know how I was going to feed my family. And um, we laugh about that now. But uh, the mentor that taught me the auction business told me to get my real estate license, make a little extra money selling a farm sale or something like that on a Saturday. So I did. I was a circuit auctioneer in Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Alabama, North Carolina, a um, little bit of Florida. And um, then we started selling off farms in those areas. Um, and so I was equipped when the mortgage debacle hit the United States uh, starting in 2007 and eight, and then, uh, you know, coming to a pinnacle in 2009 and 10, um, and I teamed up with a company out of Irvine, California, and we went after the Bear Stearns residential mortgage portfolio to um, to try to auction that off. And we did so. I ended up licensed in 31 states, and I've sold over 100,000 residential properties in my career. 
not that that matters much to anybody but me, but um, I opened up a small brokerage when we were done. A good auctioneer is always working themselves out of a job. And so when I came back to my hometown, I was still a young man and said, well, I got to do something. I bought a piece of property and the agent that sold me the property, she and I worked so good together. She said, let's open up a brokerage together. And I'm like, well, I never really wanted to do that, but if you'll help me, I'll do it. And we did. And then two weeks later, she said, your marketing stinks and we need help. And you need to talk to my niece that ended up being Tanya. And uh, Tanya called me up on the phone and said, I don't know if I'm supposed to call you or you're supposed to call me, but uh, here you need some help with marketing. She sold me marketing, Aaron, but uh, she gave me branding. I didn't even realize there was a need or a difference or understand any of that. Uh, she took me to task and I realized right quick that branding is the only way that a good entrepreneur can, a service entry, uh, like service facing uh, entrepreneur can differentiate themselves from their competitors. And uh, so I, I applied, I literally did everything she told me to do. And I tell people now the secret to my success was just listening to Tanya. And I hope your listeners do too. I like that advice. <laughs> Tanya, I'm going to give you the next question. Without spoiling too much about your solo book called Brandface, what is that book about? It's about how to become the, the face of your business and a star in your industry. And literally that's what it says on the cover. It, it's about learning how to, uh, as, as it says on the back of all of our books, people don't do business with a logo, they do business with a person. And so it's about how to become the best face of your business so people will connect with the human side of your business. Michael, you co-wrote with uh, Tanya Brand Face for Real Estate Professionals and Brand Face for Entrepreneurs. Without spoiling too much of both of those books, uh, what are they about? Um, so, so I did apply. Um, I, I gave Tanya the backstory. Aaron is I gave Tanya a lot of trouble when she called me. I was not <laughs> easy on her. I, I was very ugly. In fact, I, I told her I said yes, I've had I've had four of you already. I don't need a fifth. That's exactly what I told her. Uh, but me and you talking, you know, behind the curtain, I was hoping that she would be different. And she blew my mind in her knowledge about how to reach the ideal customer, which every entrepreneur needs the customer. Like you can't, you, you can't grow without a steady stream of money. And that steady stream of money comes from the confidence that clients and customers give you. And nobody in 30 years of doing business has ever articulated that as cleanly and as perfectly as Tanya did to me. And so I was in San Bernardino, California, when I decided that I would absolutely do business with her. And um, she began to teach me those things. And once I sort of took, was it Garfield, President Garfield that said, you know, give the right man the job and don't mess with him while he's doing it. I, 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 that's what I did. I, when I made a decision that she knew what she was talking about, I pretty much handed all the marketing uh, over to her and she's, she spent, we spent hours 
interviewing. Uh, she would interview me. She would dig down to what what drove me, where I came from, why I did what I did, uh, what what led me to become you know where I had what where I had ended up, uh, all the motivating factors and all of that. And then she also spent a lot of time saying, "Hey, we need to go after your part, your ideal customer, your perfect customer." And we need to do these things. I thought it was superfluous at a time. And I was just like, well, I'm sitting across from a beautiful person. And, uh, you know, we're probably drinking a glass of wine. And, you know, if she wants to ask me questions all night long, I'm going to eat a good dinner. And, I'm, you know, and I'm probably going to pay for it because she was a consultant. But at the end of the day, uh, I thought that's what it was. But then I began, it began to dawn on me. I'm like, well, this makes absolute sense. And so uh, because I handed it over to her, and if she told me to turn left, I turn left. And she told me to turn right, I turn right. She asked me to co-write the second book specifically for my industry. And I was honored, of course. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to do that. And I did it. And it became a number one bestseller and uh, international business bestseller. And um, it has helped thousands of real estate agents, tens of thousands of real estate agents across the country and in other countries to do the same thing as we did. And we continue to do every day. Uh, and then um, then um, she had another client uh, uh, that wrote a book about um, home improvement. Probably one of the biggest home improvement contractors in the nation. Uh, his name is Ron Greenbaum. Fantastic human being. Uh, she introduced me to him. Uh, but then we, we, she came back to me and said, "Hey, let's uh, write one for just for entrepreneurs because anybody in a service facing industry can utilize these principles uh, to gain the notoriety necessary to." to tell your story, your why to your perfect clientele and want them to do business with you even before they reach out to you. And so we did that and that became a number one bestseller uh, also. So um, I was just fortunate enough to get introduced to her. Tanya, as uh, Michael mentioned, you co-wrote Brand Face for Home Improvement Professionals with Ron Greenbaum. What was it like to work with Ron on a book writing project? <laughs> Actually, uh, it was really, it was really nice because what I did was I sat, I sat him down and interviewed him and I took copious notes and then I said, okay, this is what you said. Is this okay? And then he would take one last look at it and make a few little edits and it was done. It was pretty much the way I did it with Michael, but Michael wasn't necessarily an interview. You actually wrote it and sent it to me and then I edited it. It was the other way around with Ron. So everybody, every human's like different in how they process information or how they want to get it out. Uh, but it was, it was really a great journey. And I knew that these two gentlemen had something so valuable to share for their industry that they were at the top of their industry. So I could go, I could not go wrong either direction. So it was, it was really nice and a lot smoother than you would ever expect. Okay. Uh, Michael, this next question is for you. Are all of the brand face books a part of a series or are they just standalone books with a common branding? Great question, Aaron. Um, it's actually both. Uh, you can read one book and pull the uh, the gold, if you will, out of the mine on each individual book. You can read them in a series. 
And what if you read them in a series, what you're going to find is how it applies to so many other industries. If you read them standalone, they are going to be specific to those industries. Nobody is going to teach you more about home improvement than Ron Greenbaum in the United States. Uh, um, I find myself honored to be an, in, lumped in with that uh, in real estate. Um, so I would say the answer is both be, because the principles for branding do not change. They they are the same. Uh, even even if you will, if you'll allow me the conjecture that it's the same if you are a CEO of a Fortune 100 company and you have a fantastic bio, I, I can tell you nobody on earth would would write that bio better than Tanya Everhart. And people invest hundreds of millions of dollars on Wall Street based on uh, those things alone, right? Right. But and and we follow CEOs. We invest in Wall Street because we know these the uh, this experience level, this um, this uh, personal drive of CEOs, uh, CFOs, COOs, CIOs. Um, CDOs, right? These people build companies. They're no different than if you're the landscaper who is in a small town in America and and just wants, you know, two, three, four crews working for them. It's the same principle. And if you read any one of the books in the series, you're going to find those uh, basic principles, basic forever principles, immutable laws. If I could steal from the immutable laws from, of marketing, yep. Um, Al Reese and Jack Trout book that uh, is so fantastic. These things stay the same. Uh, whether you're a podcaster, a coach, um, uh, author, a speaker, um, if you're forward facing to your customers, then uh, the brand face principles are going to apply to you, no matter which book you read. I'll ask Tanya the next question. Are the brand face books, are they self-published, traditionally published, or published by a hybrid press? Okay, so the original one was published by a publishing company, a friend of mine that had a publishing company. All the rest of them are self-published. And what I realized was, I looked very hard, and this is a great question, Aaron, because I looked very hard at the purpose of the books. And I thought, okay, I'm really, it'd be nice to be like a, um, who's a, uh, like a world renowned author. I'm, I'm blanking on this right now, but let's a Stephen King, right? It'd be nice to be a Stephen Good old King Stephen. and make millions and millions and millions on becoming an author. But when you are doing something like a guide or something very educational, informational, and instructive in a book, the chances of you becoming a millionaire based off of book sales only are pretty much zero, right? Uh, unless you spend a lot of money to promote that book and then, you know, then, then you can see where you end up. But I really wanted to make sure that we did the books as a credibility tool. It wasn't about selling books. It wasn't about the number of them sold. It was about the fact that I knew enough about this topic and and my co-authors knew enough about this topic that we could become an authority in that topic. And as such, that would help elevate us to stages, to uh, podcast interviews, to uh, clients to certain type of clients that were Workshops. attracted to the fact, right? Yeah, exactly. We, 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 rather than selling millions of dollars worth of books, we've sold millions of dollars worth of workshops. Yeah. 
from those books. Exactly. That that's a great way of saying it. You know, it's like I didn't expect to become most people don't ever become rich off of the number of books they sell. They become rich based off off of what they sell because they have a book. Mm-hmm. Michael, my next question will go to you. Why do 90% of experts get personal branding all wrong? You know, Aaron, you're nailing it on the questions. Um, So Tanya and I, as business people, we do very prudent business things that uh, other predecessors have taught us to do. So just yesterday, we Googled personal branding. And I think the first uh, number that came up was 11 million or something. No, it was 11 billion. Was it? Okay. Search returns on social, uh, uh, you know, uh, in in media, Google, in Google, because personal branding is um, it's such a it's almost become a cliche, right? Like if you want to build a website and and you go to Wix, right, they'll build you a nice website. You you can start at four hundred dollars or whatever. You could pay ten thousand if you want, whatever you want your website to be. But they're going to tell you all over there. We're going to help you build your brand. Uh, I'm in the real estate business. You can go and uh, Google NAR, right? National Association of Realtors. They're going to teach you how to build your brand as a realtor. Uh, you can go to Google. They'll teach you how to build your brand. You can go to YouTube. They'll teach you how to build your brand. They'll teach you. It, it doesn't matter where you go. Branding, 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 personal branding, personal branding, personal branding. You know what we found very, very interesting was, Aaron, we could not find anybody that specialized in personal branding. And that is where we find ourselves um, in in the world that we live in right now. I think that a massive swath of people understand that personal branding is important, but they refuse, um, I think, from a natural order in themselves to reduce that down to what that really means to my client. Because uh, it doesn't matter whether we have a podcast, whether we're speaking in front of people, whether we've written a book, whether we have a business or whatnot, we make money based on how important and valuable that is to that person that receives that. And if that person receiving that thinks that that is valuable, then they clutch it, right? So uh, our, our uh, personal branding has reached a point where it is almost so superfluous in everything that we say Looking for the people that are defining that has become harder and harder to find. So I hope I answered your question. They, they, personal branding is massively important to your client, to the person at the end of your transaction, because they want to do business with a person and it doesn't matter where they stretch inside the line. They, they really want to know. You want to know who's cleaning your house. You want to know who's cutting your yard. You want to know who's publishing your book. You want to know who's standing in front of you. You want to know these things. And the more we know about them personally, the more connected we are to them. And that's what makes it work. But if you Google personal branding, it's going to be such a wide swath that the definition of it is still, I think, yet to come. And uh, we hope we really have a powerful word in how that's defined in the future. 
Tanya, I'm going to uh, ask a question that's related to the previous one I asked Michael. What is the difference between branding and marketing? Uh, great question, Aaron. We simplified that, I think. And I look at marketing as um, utilizing various marketing vehicles or channels to get a message and image out to your potential customer. But the message that you put into those marketing channels is your brand. So whatever message goes into Google so that Google shows the results that you want, whatever message goes into any kind of marketing that you do, that is the brand. And so to Michael's point, when a lot of people talk about, oh, we can help you build your brand doing this and build your brand and build your brand and come to find out they build websites they don't build brands. So there's a big, big difference there between, okay, are you building my brand? And this is what I want everybody listening to this to really ask out loud to the person who, who with whom you're speaking when they say, I can help you build your brand. Okay. Are you going to help me build my brand or are you selling me something that will help me promote my brand? Mm. Because building a website is just promoting your brand. Getting on YouTube and doing videos is promoting your brand. Anything you do on social media is promoting your brand. You actually have to build the brand before you can have something to promote on those marketing channels. Michael, uh, my next question is going to go to you. You and Tanya were two of the contributing authors out of many for the uh, Podmatch Guest Mastery and Podmatch Host Mastery uh, books. And what was it like for both of you? And, and Tanya can add in anything uh, that she would have to say on this. What was it like for both of you to work on large collaborative writing projects? It was an honor, uh, for sure. Like uh, to even be asked to be a part of that was fantastic. We we welcome it. You know, uh, I think that uh, living in the podcast and um, author, coach, speaker uh, space, you know, we appreciate when somebody recognizes that maybe we have something to say about the subject matter. I learned that from Tanya. So I really felt like a double honor because I was really invited to the table because of what she had taught me uh, from many years prior, learning and developing those concepts. Um, so I hope that answers your question. It was a huge honor. Um, yeah. And to be in, involved in that was really great. Uh, we love, love, love the podcast space. I got to yeah. say, uh, we can talk to people like you, uh, people all over the country, people all over the world. It is absolutely fascinating to me um, and that we live in a world where I can talk to you in Illinois. I can talk to somebody else in France and somebody else in Fiji, somebody else in Colombia, somebody else in Mexico, somebody else in Canada, somebody else in Russia. It doesn't matter. I think this is fantastic. We love being a part of it. It is a huge honor. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tanya, I'm going to give you the next question. You and Michael co-host the Be Bold Branding podcast. What can listeners expect from a typical episode of your podcast? 
So, so we do two different types of podcasts. We have guests on and, and the type of guests we have on are what we call coaches, consultants, and experts that are on the rise. In other words, they are either just building a business or they have a business that they're trying to scale. And, um, and they're really sharing what they have done and what they have learned in scaling that business and kind of even where they might've faltered when it comes to their personal brand. And then we have solo episodes that are actually more educational in nature. We'll teach five ways you do this and three th reasons you don't want to do this. And so that's our expertise coming out and doing this for so many years. So I'd say any kind of personal branding tips or advice to help people get to that next level and help them realize too where the, where the problems are and where the challenges are. Now, this is a question either of you or both of you can answer. And this is the final question I have for this uh, interview. What is it, the best advice that y'all could give to someone who is starting a personal or a personal brand for the first time. Okay. Uh, you want me to take it first? Yeah, you did it. Okay. So my, my first thing would be realize that there is something very unique and special about you, but, uh, but nobody's going to know it unless you put it out there. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is waiting until somebody meets you to learn what your personal brand is all about. 98% of people actually meet your brand before they ever meet you. In this highly digitized world that we live in, they're going to see an email from you. They're going to see a post on social media. They may land on your website after a Google visit. All of those different ways they become exposed to your presence before they ever get a chance to meet you. So think about it this way. Most businesses lost because we lose even the opportunity to have a discussion about doing business with somebody if we don't have our brand pulled together and tell people who we serve, how we serve them, what qualifies us to serve them, and how it makes their life better, and what makes us different in the brand and message that we put out there in the world. So I would say make sure your brand is built and considered carefully before you even start putting it anywhere. Otherwise, how do you even know what to put anywhere? Yeah, and I would follow up on that, Aaron. I and saying the exact same thing, maybe in a different spin. Um, you know, a lot of, we see a lot of people uh, say, "Well, I'm going to go ahead and get some clients. I'm going to get some work. I'm going to get some. I'll make some money, and then I'm going to build my brand." Well, you're building your brand every time you shake a hand with somebody. You're building your brand every time you make a sales pitch. You're building your brand every time you. Uh, start a podcast every time you make a post every time do that first do that first uh, dial it in and be bold about it it will pay you dividends I promise you I spent 20 years thinking that marketing was just throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it was sick until Tanya taught me that if you if you dial it in if you have that correct message and you point that message directly at the person that needs to hear it then all of a sudden, those marketing dollars make sense. All of a sudden, the money that you spend to promote your podcast, to promote your book, to promote your uh, speaking opportunities, your coaching opportunities, or whatever other service industry you're doing, all of a sudden, you can count that. And you can say, I spent X and I got X back. And when you can get to that, then you can grow a business. So I really encourage people, think about your brand, read the books, uh, do what I, what Tanya gifted me 
and you can start to build whatever dream that you have. And then I would say, be bold about it. Just go after it and uh, you'll get it back in return. Tanya and Michael, you two were amazing and informative guests for this podcast. And I thank you both for appearing on the Heartland Author Podcast. Well, Aaron, I want to say fantastic questions. And if I could speak directly to your audience, I will say you guys need to follow, subscribe. Uh, you need to give the Google reviews to Aaron. This, he's a fantastic interviewer. Aaron, You did. I love the questions. Very poignant. Thank and you. Heartland is appropriately named. Thank you so much for having us on, Aaron. Tanya and Michael were very insightful guests. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding y'all to write your imagination. Bye for now. You can learn more about me and my book writing projects at camparenapollo.witsite.com forward slash author AAC. You can follow me on Facebook at author AAC and on Instagram at AAC Scribe. Copyright 2023, Aaron Apollo Camp, all rights reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of our audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this podcast episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited, except under fair use guidelines. Royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from https colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com.